feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, yet another shooting in California. And boy, another scary scene as we're getting details that at least seven people are dead and another critically injured after a string of two shootings that took place in two separate locations in Half Moon Bay in California. Now, the suspect has been apprehended. He's a 67-year-old man who lives in Half Moon Bay. And according to authorities, one of the shootings took place at a mushroom farm, another at a trucking facility, and the suspect is in custody at this hour. As soon as we get more details, we will bring that to you. But yet another tragic shooting case in California. And of course, this comes after another one that took place over the weekend. This one took place in Monterey Park, where the shooter fired off 42 rounds during a dance club event celebrating the Lunar New Year celebration. The shooter was a 72-year-old man. He was armed with a 9-millimeter caliber semi-automatic weapon, and he was stopped by a good Samaritan. So I want to take your calls tonight about the fact that it seems that more and more people are getting involved. More people are saying, you know what, enough, and are trying to stop people as they are carrying out some of these attacks. This is an amazing story coming out of the shooting that happened. Obviously, tragically, we know now 11 people were killed. Another person died just a few hours ago. Ten died over the weekend, of course, at the scene. Another one died, as we know, just a few hours ago in this shooting. This is the one over the weekend in Monterey Park, California. And... We are finding out that it was just a hero citizen who happened to be there at the time who said, I am going to step in and stop the shooter. He really wrestled with the shooter. He was actually violently attacked. Uh, it was a big, big struggle. You can see it all over on the videotape. It's really remarkable. He comes out of nowhere and starts wrestling with the guy and said, you know what? I need to do something or this guy's about to open fire and get another ballroom. And that was the plan. Because clearly this guy was just firing off rounds all over the place and apparently had a lot more ammo and was planning a lot more deaths. And thank goodness this hero citizen rose up and decided to stop it all. So tonight I want to hear your thoughts. Are people now saying we have to fight back? People are saying they have to stop. And you think about just the courage and guts of this guy. What are your thoughts as we're hearing about more and more of these mass shootings taking place, especially now as we're heading into the Lunar New Year and these new details again about this shooting tonight in Half Moon Bay? Why are more of these shootings happening? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. How do we stop them? Is it a conversation about gun control? Is it a conversation about mental illness? Is it a conversation 
about good citizens standing up and fighting against evil. And if you see warning signs, say something. And if you see something and you have good training, it's important to step up. There was another story that I heard of recently in South Carolina. And there was a guy who literally, when somebody walked in to a Walmart and was waving a knife and said, oh, I'm going to kill everybody in the Walmart, this guy who was a veteran who had military training, happened to be there shopping with his son. It happened in Columbia, South Carolina. And he saw suddenly this guy going crazy. He was waving this knife all over the place. Customers were freaking out. It was a female security guard in the store, and he didn't know what to do. And so finally he said, i got to do something. And he picked up the line divider. You know those things that divide the line, those heavy things? He literally picked it up, pulled it because it was still attached, and clubbed the guy on the head and knocked him out. They got the knife out of the guy's hand, and he was able to be apprehended by authorities, all because this gutsy military veteran who had great experience, he joined the military right after 9-11, and he said, I have to do something. I have training. I have skills. You don't want to necessarily have people who don't have training and don't have skills to step in, but if you feel that you can do something and stop something, People are now in this mode where we just got to act up. We can't have these crazies opening fire on people. We can't have these crazies roaming around a Walmart threatening to slash people up. So I think especially if somebody is a law enforcement and they have to to be there or somebody is a military person uh, like this person I mentioned at the Walmart in Columbia, South Carolina, I think they got to step up and do something. I say bravo, bravo, bravo to these heroes and this trend of sort of citizen Heroes, if you will, stepping up and taking the streets back and taking out these people, you know, and and you should have seen this guy like clock the guy right on the head and the guy just passed right out. He didn't see him coming and he got him out. And then as the cases I mentioned over the weekend, this terrible case of the shooter in Monterey Park, California. Here is this guy uh, who can Tran is his name, a 72 year old guy. Again, armed, he walks into this ballroom, fires 42 rounds, kills, as we now know, 11 people. He was ready to go into a second ballroom and then get stopped by the citizen hero. First off, here is the sheriff describing what happened in that case. Take a listen. On Saturday, January 21st, 2023, at approximately 10.22 p.m., Officers from the Monterey, uh, Monterey Park Police Department responded to a business in the 100 block of West Garvey Avenue in the city of Monterey Park regarding a shots fired call. When officers arrived at the location, they observed numerous victims and patrons in the business parking lot. Additional officers made entry into the business and located numerous gunshot victims Monterey Park Fire Department responded to the scene and started to treat the injured. And then in that case, there was the guy. He was firing rounds indiscriminately all over the place, shooting people. And then suddenly this guy, Brandon Say, just a young guy who happened to be there in the area, said, I have to fight back. I have to take this guy out. Listen to what he describes when he sees the guy entering the club. This is in the shooting that took place over the weekend. This is Cut 24. Take a listen. It was Chinese New Year's. We were hosting a social dance party. Uh, I was in the lobby. Uh, It was late into the evening. Most of our customers already left. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the front door. 
I was looking into the dance ballroom, the dance floor, and uh, this is when I heard the sound of the front door creaking closing, and instantly followed by the sound of a metal object clinking together as if they were rubbing. That's when I turned around and saw that there was an Asian man holding a gun. My first thoughts was, I was going to die here. This was it. One thought. Here he is. I'm going to die here, but I got to take this guy out because clearly he's about to open fire on innocent people in the next ballroom after he committed slaughter in the first one. And here's this young hero, this young guy said, you know what, I got to take him out. Listen to what was going on in his mind. He said, the only thing I thought of was I have to stop this guy. Take a listen. This is when he started uh, prepping the weapon and something came over me. I I realized I needed to get the weapon away from him. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him or else everybody would have died. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And apparently they wrestled. It was a big, violent struggle And he got the gun out of the guy's hand. Then the guy fled and he was in a white van afterwards. And it was the next day when law enforcement caught the guy. Uh, He took his own life uh, as he saw that law enforcement was closing in on him. This was the shooter responsible. But this guy, Brandon Say, is being credited as a major hero tonight uh, in California for stopping that shooting that took place over the weekend because that guy was clearly planning to kill many more people. So is it time that good people, especially somebody who's gutsy, who's in shape, who has maybe some sort of sense of how to do it or just the right place at the right time to stop these people? And why are we seeing more of these crazy cases? Is it guns? Is it mental illness? Uh, is it just stress in the world? What is it? What is driving all this? one 800 848 one 800 848 Let's go to Norman, line five. Norm, your thoughts about all this? Hey, Reed. I, listen, I, I, I wish I had a good answer for you, um, you know, uh, why these things happen. But, uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is that this is uh, sort of endemic to our American problem here. I mean, there are places uh, in the world like uh, I lived in Israel and, you know, I spent nine months there and they have lots and lots of firearms in the population. Everybody, you know, a lot of my cousins and stuff have full carry licenses and they don't seem to have all this, you know, st- you know, um, civilian shooting going on all over the place. I mean, there are places like Switzerland where people are actually required and you can look this up. Um, everybody's kind of part of like a national militia there, and they're required to keep a fully automatic firearm in their house called an SIG 550 um, because everybody's kind of part of a, a national militia. And you're sort of required, and yet they don't have, you know, the amounts of street violence. We're a very violent country. We've, we've you know, our, our history is uh, consecrated in violence, and I really wish I had an answer. I don't. You, I, you, uh, know, you know what's interesting, know Norm? I actually wish I did, too. I agree with you because it's so troubling. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting, Norm, you're calling from Brooklyn, New York. So New York yes. has one of the most strict gun laws in the country. I mean, as you know right. that. And yet, obviously, there's a lot of crime in New York, too, as well, and a lot of shootings in New York and a lot of violence. And also, you know, look, there's crazy guys that shove people on the tracks on the subway. There's a lot of these cases. So 
You're right. I wish there was a solution to all of this. But I think these people who right away tonight, they're people saying, oh, it's gun violence. It's gun control. Uh, we've got to, like, get rid of all the guns. Um, I don't think that's not going to stop the crazy guy who walks into the Walmart and starts flailing with a knife. That's not going to stop the crazy guy who pushes the person on the subway track. It's not going to do any of those things. So we got to have something that is a comprehensive solution and not just removing guns, including removing guns from the good guys. I mean, that's not going to necessarily save anybody. You want a good guy with a gun to stop a bad guy with a gun, too. So we're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. one 800 Eight four eight nine two two two. Why are we seeing more of these mass shootings and also these crazy attacks like the one I described at the Walmart in South Carolina? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. are talking about good citizens rising up and taking out these attackers, these madmen. That's the commonality, that these are crazy people. We talked about what happened over the weekend. This was so sad in Monterey Park, California, where this guy walks in, an elderly guy walks in, opens fires at a Lunar New Year celebration tonight. Another shooting, seven dead in half Moon Bay. That suspect is in custody, and officials believe he acted alone. Uh, and now we're also finding out of another case that happened recently at a Walmart in South Carolina where a guy, Demario Davis, he is a veteran who got into the military right after 9-11. He saw this guy wielding a knife all over the place, and he took a line divider. You know, when you stand in line at a store, one of those, like, poles that are really heavy, and it was attached. He took it off. And clocked the guy in the head and knocked the guy out from the back. He didn't see it coming. So we're seeing this trend of citizens standing up and trying to take back our stores and our streets and our centers. And also a young guy who took out the guy in Monterey uh, basically wrestled with him, got the gun from him. So he stopped firing. So some real heroes tonight that we're talking about as we're also talking about this trend of disturbing individuals that are either opening fire or threatening people with a knife, trying to push people in front of a subway. All of these trends, why are we seeing so many of them? And are we seeing a trend where citizens are saying enough? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike. In South Carolina, um, Mike, I'm curious your thoughts about this guy, too, who uh, took out. I love this story of this guy who took the line divider and literally this huge, heavy thing that you see, you know, when you're in a Walmart or a Costco or any of these stores. And he takes it and he clocks the guy on the head from the back, the crazy guy. Uh, he didn't see it coming. And, and I think it's a sign that if you have training, I don't think I want like a grandmother or I don't want to encourage like, you know, like some, uh, somebody to like start picking up arms. But 
if somebody has proper training like this guy did, I mean, he's been in the military, he's been on the front lines, he knew exactly what to do to take out this guy. Um, I think, I, I think, bravo, heroes, heroes, heroes. Your thoughts, Mike? Without a doubt. And I would have done the same thing. I'm a blue-collar guy, played some college baseball, old school. In my 68 years, I would have done the same thing, take the metal pole. And a round of applause for that guy who did what he did, 72-year-old, mentally disturbed, twisted in a dance hall. And if, if he wasn't taken out, uh, he had a, a loaded uh, uh, Glock. Uh, and you know what, uh, Rita? Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, mentally disturbed. You know, I've said it for years, we're the greatest country in the world. We're the most violent amongst each other, and it's getting worse. And, you know, uh, school shootings. I went to grammar school with a buddy of mine, Mike. His uh, his daughter-in-law was six months pregnant. She was in, in the far end of the school in Connecticut when that happened. It, it, it's 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 outrageous. It's uh. sickening. And in a case like this, you know, a round of applause to you too, Rita, for always acknowledging the police and the veterans. You know, I have a lot of friends who retired. NYPD. I'm from Nassau County, and this and that. A round of applause. And people have to take action uh, uh, for themselves. And and you know, great for that guy. And the next time I walk into a Walmart, I'll just look around. And, and if, I see, if I see somebody who's a little uh, do-to-do and a little mentally disturbed, I'll crack him in the head with that pole. Yeah, grab that line divider. <laughs> By the way, you and I could tag team him. I'll try to distract him while you grab the line divider. How's that? <laughs> Mike Bravo. And thank you, by the way, for your great, great uh, background in military and in obviously in law enforcement. You're terrific, Mike. Thank you very, very much. When we come back, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. one 800 800 Let's go real quick to uh, Mark, New Jersey, line one. Go ahead, Mark. Hi, Rita. I'll tell you what's not the answer to this problem. It's not systematic racism because this guy was an Asian shooting other Asians. And it's not gun control laws because this was in California, ground zero for liberalism and gun control laws. Right. You know, that's the exact point that I bring up. You think California, New York, so many shootings there. There is much more to the story. It's not about gun control. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from New Haven, Connecticut, where police officers there help save a man who is about to jump off the Ferry Street Bridge. Officers Whityak and T. Evans were on patrol in the Fairhaven neighborhood when they arrived on the scene. And the New Haven Police Department says that Officer Whityak used his exceptional skills in crisis intervention And with a lot of empathy and compassion, he was able to convince the individual to come with them and seek help at the hospital. How amazing is that? By the way, this is incredible, too. At the end of it all, the encounter ended in a hug. The guy hugged the officers, thanking them for their help in saving his life. Wow, wow, wow. What a powerful story and beautiful story coming from New Haven, Connecticut, and just shows the difficult and very emotional work that our law enforcement do every single day. And that's why I always love this segment here on the show. 
our Back the Blue. By the way, uh, later on in this week, I'm also going to be doing a podcast with Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. She is a spokesperson with the National Police Association, and we're going to be talking about, sadly, the war on police and why it is so tough to be a cop these days. So you definitely want to tune into that, and we'll make sure uh, once we put that up that we let you know about that. I love our Protecting America podcast. Meantime, police officers have their hands full in California. Another shooting tonight, if you're just joining us, there was one in Half Moon Bay that took place where seven people were killed. The suspect arrested there. And this goes, you know, this comes, this is amazing over the weekend, that horrible shooting that took place in Monterey Park where a gunman walks in. This was a 72-year-old gunman walks in. It is a Lunar New Year celebration. And this Asian man walks in and he fires at least 42 times and literally had hundreds of rounds of more ammo. It is an incredible, horrific scene. And here is the sheriff describing what they saw there when they arrived. Take a listen. But I do want to start off with saying that, unfortunately, when the fire department did get into the business, they did pronounce 10 of the victims deceased at the scene that I just described. But the 10 additional victims were transported to numerous local hospitals. They are listed in various conditions from stable to critical condition. And it's so heartbreaking. We've been getting more details of who some of these victims were uh, beloved in the community. They were there at a, of course, the Lunar New Year celebration, a joyous time. One of them was a beloved dance instructor, Uh, Another was like a citizen sort of community activist, well-known, well-known in the community, family members. It's just it is so heartbreaking to hear. And again, I want to give a kudos out to this guy, uh, Brandon Say, who is this young guy who happened to be in the ballroom. He sort of saw the gunman leaving one ballroom, still had tons of ammo, heading to yet another ballroom. And it was basically in this hallway area that he decided to confront the gunman, literally he and the gunman. And it was a brutal fight. Uh, he said it was a very violent struggle. You can even see it on video. You can see the gunman was taking the guy's head and bashing his head against the wall. Uh, it was not easy for him to stop the gunman, but he actually did. He got the gun away from him, and then the gunman fled. Uh, this Man really is an incredible hero. Take a listen. His name is Brandon Say, young guy who decided to just step in and stop the gunman. And he said, I had to stop him because I could tell he was going to kill many more people. An incredible story. This is him describing what happened when he confronted the gunman. Take a listen. When I got the courage, I, I lunged at him with both my hands, grabbed the weapon, and we had a struggle. We struggled into the lobby trying to get this gun away from each other. He was hitting me across the face, bashing the back of my head. I I, I was trying to use my elbows to separate the gun away from him, creating some distance. Finally, at one point, I was able to pull the gun away from him, shove him aside, create some distance, point the gun at him, intimidate him, shout at him and say, get the hell out of here. I'll shoot. Get away. Go. And at this point, I thought he would run away, but he he was just standing there contemplating whether to fight or to run away. I really thought I would have to shoot him if he came at me. This is when he turned around, 
and walked out the door, dropped back to his van. I immediately called police with the gun still in my hand. Isn't that unbelievable? He called police with a gun in his hand. The gunman fled. Uh, and police later found out exactly the vehicle he was driving. It was this white van. They came up on the vehicle, and that was the next day. And basically, when they had him cornered, the gunman took his own life. Uh, but definitely, this guy, this young guy that you just heard, it's unbelievable. And you see he's bruised. He's got was beat up, definitely, by the gunman. But he stopped the man from clearly killing many, many more people. Do we need more hero citizens and why are we seeing so many of these recent attacks? Like I talked about, obviously, now these two mass shootings, but then there are also the crazy guy who shows up at the Walmart threatening to cut everybody up. The guy who's also on the subway threatening to push everybody onto the tracks uh, or open fire or let off a bomb. I mean, there are so many of these different recent cases. Why are we seeing so many more of these crazies these days? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line 7. Dom, your thoughts? Rita, really sad to have lost so many innocent people, first of all. You know, kudos to the guy that wrestled the gun away from the shooter in the first place. And I'm, I'm glad he took the time to not shoot back and call the cop. Otherwise... He would in California certainly would have been ended in jail himself for having protected the rest of the people that in that club. So the liberals were chomping at the bits to identify the shooter as a white racist. But how quickly the news cycle did not want to correct themselves after the truth came out. You know, uh, it just reminds me, I got punished by my fifth grade teacher with 10 slaps to the hand with a straight edge for screaming profanities at him this many years ago and for punishing me for rowdiness on my part. So this teacher then called my dad to apologize for being upset about it. My dad told my mom, I still remember to this day, if it was me, I would have hit him on the head with a baseball bat. That was fix his mouth. So that, <laughs> that's what my dad told me. But this is, this is where we are living these days. You know, he just, of course, we are speaking rhetorically, but unfortunately in today's society, it teaches us that we can get away with burning buildings in pursuit of freedom, but does not teach responsibility in how to be a good Samaritan. You know, you know what? You, you hit a good point about the good Samaritan part, Dom, because I do think there's something important about standing up. Um, and, and I actually, I actually, I did a book on my father. My father, as you guys know, was a freedom fighter. And one of the things I did when I did research on the book, um, was to find out why some people, and I, and this was obviously an extreme case in war, why some people decided to stay and fight and others fled. What was, what was it about that person that decided that, like this guy here, you think about, my goodness, this guy, Brandon Say, he deserves the key to the city. I mean, he deserves a, a vacation for a year after what he did. I mean, this is unbelievable with this young guy, when you see this, this, this young guy who just knew he had to do the right thing. And thought he was going to get killed to do it, but said, it doesn't matter. I've got to stop this guy. He's going to kill more people. He was ready to put his life on the line, clearly. Um, but there's something about, like, that says, I have to make a difference. I have to try to step in. And there are people who sort of study what goes on in their mind and where they get this from. And I think you're right. There should be some sort of training. Obviously, the one thing, Don, we don't want to have, like, uh, you know, a grandmother or we don't want to have like a young person who isn't trained and then they try to stop the person and then they, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen to them. I mean, they have to, you have to be someone responsible who has some sense of training, but there has to be people to feel a moral authority to do something. When you hear these cases of crimes, 
Um, and I think about obviously some of the worst cases ever in history. You think of the Kitty Genovese case in New York, where here was a woman who was being brutally attacked uh, and killed and neighbors just kind of closed the door. They just kind of like tuned it out. They closed the door. They didn't want to step in. Um, and there have been other cases like that where we've heard these horrible stories. And I can never imagine being like that. I wasn't raised that way. And I think a lot of it is what's taught in the family. But I think a lot of it's also, like you said, taught in the school. There maybe needs to be some classes about how can you make a difference? Maybe some training, too, physical training. You know, even if it's not necessarily, sadly, maybe we're at a place where we need to get some sort of you know, uh, if you're if you can't attack the guy, you know, if, if the guy's a big guy and you're a young woman or a small guy or whatever, is there a way to distract him? Are there tricks you can do or is there a way you can secretly call 911 or there certain things that people need to do? Do we need to get into all these layers, Dom? What are your thoughts at where we are right now? Just what needs to be taught in schools and just maybe in communities in general? I, exa- I can tell you exactly where this young man's mind is. He 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 behaved the way he was because of his mom and dad. Most of I can tell you with great confidence. So he was brought up right. And the only other thing I can tell you is my wife wife worked for a nonprofit, and then they're going through self defense training for all the abused women that they that they you know cater to. So I said, okay, sign me up. He said, no, I'm going to beat you to it because I'm going to learn that and come home and beat you up. <laughs> 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 and then you get training in your home there, Dom. That's perfect. There we go. There That's we go. perfect. But, Dom, you know, how beautiful yeah. is that, that they're actually teaching that? Dom, thank yeah. you. You are yeah, terrific. Right. I always love hearing from you. Let's go to John, line eight in Westchester. John, your thoughts about what needs to be taught in schools and in the home? Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, first of all, what you were calling line dividers, they're called stanchions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, same thing, right? It, it, uh, you know, they, apples, they uh, actually, you say potatoes, I say potatoes. But go ahead. They actually are, are, are very heavy, and if you get hit with them, it's going to hurt. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Um, the guy was a pretty big guy to, like, pull them out, too. This is in the South Carolina case. That's pretty incredible, right? Yes, yes. Now, as far as what to do, I, I remember a case where a school superintendent got criticized because he wanted to put um, big – uh, buckets of lava rocks in classrooms to prevent active shooters. And they criticized him that, you know, the kids were going to be forced to throw rocks at someone. The idea was that if somebody's throwing rocks at you, you can't aim your gun. That's so an interesting instead point. Just, instead of having children just be piled up in the corner getting shot, they could throw the rocks at the, the offender and give the adult the time to intervene because the gun can't be pointed. That's a good point because you are distracting the gunman is what you're basically saying. That's a, that's a superb point. And, John, there, you can't, right, you where can't was this? By the way, where it. was this? I don't remember where that was. It was a couple of years back. Yeah, but that, wow, John, that is really interesting. And that's a good point because that's why even if you are not like, this guy, this incredible guy, Brandon Say, or the Demario Davis that I brought up in the Walmart case where he took the stanchion, as you're describing, John. You know, either way, um, there's ways that you can distract the person so somebody like them can step in to take the person out. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's definitely things that need to be taught. And just like you said, having that in the school, that's an interesting point. Let's go to Larry. Um, line seven. Larry, your thoughts about this? Well, I'm going to speak to where I live in New York. And uh, in New York, um, in light of what I heard about the, that weather, that Fox weather person, weatherman being beaten, 
I think we need Paul Kersey back in New York. Ah, yeah, and now why? Explain why. I know what you mean, but go ahead to the other listeners. Okay, because Alvin Bragg is having a very good time seeing all these people beaten up and letting young people go. We have to stop. At, we have to put an end to Alvin Bragg's fun. And we, a, a, a Paul Kersey would do that if there's a tacit understanding with the police force through Pat Lynch that if a vigilante appears on the scene, you don't look for them. What is Alvin Bragg going to do? Go out hunting with his with it, is he going to go out with his rifle in Central Park? I'm going to hunt you down. No, well, but but, but you know what's really scary, Larry? People who have actually stood up. I mean, look what happened in the bodega guy. Remember, the bodega guy was trying to defend his bodega. And what happened? Remember, the guy was, like, threatening to kill him? Um, and then he went after the bodega guy with charges. And it wasn't until all the pressure that he actually dropped the charges. So I don't know. Alvin Bragg seems to think, uh, like, you know, he doesn't want people to intervene, which is a terrible thing to say, I think it's just despicable. We're going to continue with your calls. 800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So why are we seeing more of these crazy madmen and others uh, that are either opening fire or wielding knives in stores or, in this case, in family community centers where the shooting took place over the weekend? Also, we're finding out today another mass shooting at a farm and elsewhere in California. Why is this happening and how can we stop it? one 800 848 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Aaron, line six. Aaron, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Love your show. Thank you for taking your time. I just wanted to say that that question has a very, very obvious answer. Why? Because crime brings more crime, and it doesn't matter what crime it is. If we don't prosecute crime, there'll be an increase in crime. That's why they used to be in Brooklyn, the, in New York City, the broken glass rules, because you let people do what they want to, and it just becomes lawless and retarded. The answer to that question is George Soros DAs across the country, definitely. And just another point to the last caller talking about that we need somebody to let vigilantes do what they need to do. I come from a community in Brooklyn. We're a minority. We're always under the fire. We're always getting hurt. We're always being screamed at the streets. And there was a time when we had a group of volunteers that did what had to be done. And there was courtesy for that. And people respected that. And the police department respected that. Today, they are totally tied by the hand. They can come and stand around. The police could come and collar somebody. And he knows he's going to be out the next day again. He's going to come to the same community and go after the same minority. And no one's going to stop him. And it, by the way, isn't that sad? And, and I, you know what? I do agree with you that people need to have sort of the fear of God in them that if they commit a crime and like you said, a smaller crime, they, they don't escalate to something bigger. I agree with you. Um, by the way, also a sad update tonight. I was also seeing this. Uh, this is that Queens mom, remember, who was savagely beaten by that crazy homeless guy at the Howard Beach subway station in New York. Uh, it was caught on tape. The guy was just beating her over and over again because she kind of ignored him on the uh, subway. And now she confirmed that she is going to be blind in her right eye. She is losing her eye 
as a result of that horrible, horrible attack, Elizabeth Gomes um, says that after that subway attack that was so you know publicly seen literally all over the world, uh, that now she is going to lose an eye because of a crazy madman who just started attacking her. Uh, she was a nurse, remember, and it was, an, uh, you know, just gets off the train. Suddenly the guy started pounding her. And then remember the onlooker tried to stop and then the guy chased after her. Right. And he took away. It was like, you know, I mean, it, it was just a frightening, frightening situation. Aaron, thank you. Great points. Let's go to Scott. Uh, line two. Uh, do you agree with Aaron that it's just sort of crime is out of control and it's this revolving door that people just get away with it. So they just kind of take it to another level. Well, well, one of my thoughts about that is I had, I think, you know, we learned instant gratification from the Internet. And 40 years ago, we were angry over something. We had a chance to think about it. Now, people want instant gratification. There's a lot of stress. You can't go out during COVID, the flu. There's so many things. And instead of taking time out to relax, you've got to get it done now. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, there are many people that are disturbed and there are many that I think they just have anger issues and they just have to get it out of their system as soon as possible. Yeah, but and you, I, and, and I, you know what? Also, let me ask you, Scott, are we also sure. and I was happy to see, by the way, I see you're calling from New York and I was very happy to see that Eric Adams did the plan about getting some of the mentally disturbed off the streets. Um, because I think for so long, uh, these individuals who, yeah, some of them do need help, clearly, um, but they are a huge danger to everybody else. And I think they were part of that revolving door that people didn't want to arrest him, didn't want to do this. They're, oh, he's crazy or he's this. And they didn't want to uh, involuntarily uh, you know, put them in an institution or put them in a hospital, at least short term, to get care and get evaluated to see if they're as nuts as some of them look like they are. Um, and I think that that's important, too, is cracking down on that because they're all over the place in many big cities all over the country. I mean, you see it in Atlanta. You see it in Washington. You see it in Seattle. You see it in Philly. Um, I mean, you see them all over the place. Um, so it's a frightening situation. Uh, let's go to Alex in California, line six. Alex, your thoughts. Um, I think, oh, thank you for taking my call. I think the primary reason for the increasing number of mass shootings is due to alienation of people. And this alienation is caused primarily by fragmentation of the culture. We no longer have a shared culture, we no longer have a tight knit community. And it's not just caused by massive immigration, it's also caused by technology. So back in the old days when you had just three broadcast TV uh, stations or companies, Everyone was kind of forced to see the same thing, and they could talk to each other about the same shared experience. But now, with YouTube, cable, and all these other entertainment sources, you've got multiple things you can view, and people just cater to themselves, and they don't have a shared experience anymore. So if you could create a tight-knit, close, close, very close community, then people would feel like they belong, and they wouldn't do these things. You know what, you know what I'm wondering, Alex, too, as you're talking? I think you raised some really, uh, powerful points. The other thing, too, I thought about also COVID. I mean, during COVID, so many people were locked up. Uh, they got very depressed. Um, you know, and it sort of the created, uh, exacerbated, if you will, if people had depression, um, or had problems. We had saw high suicide rates during COVID because people felt alone. They felt isolated. 
um, and some of them just sort of stayed alone and isolated afterwards. Um, really, really powerful points. Alex and everybody, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Why are we seeing more of these mass shootings and also these just other crazy attacks of people who clearly are mentally disturbed? Another case, sadly, tonight in California. I want to hear your thoughts on that. And we're also going to talk about Biden. Guess what? More documents discovered. What are the feds waiting for? They should be checking everything tied to the president. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And tonight, again, another mass shooting in California. How sad is that? Uh, 18 dead in these two separate shootings. The one that happened tonight, uh, where we understand seven were killed and we know that 11 died over the weekend in another shooting. The one tonight in Half Moon Bay, California. Uh, by the way, uh, the other one that took place where 11 were killed over the weekend, it is the deadliest attack since the 21 people were killed last May in Uvalde, Texas, at that elementary school. Of course, so many children killed there. Uh, just a horrible, horrible state. So why are we seeing so many of these terrible, horrible shootings? We're going to talk about that tonight here and continue the discussion on the Rita Cosby Show because it is just so troubling. And there's the story also of a Fox weather guy who in New York, you see him, uh, he's on Fox News Channel, he's on their, their weather channel, national guy, uh, all over the place. He was on the subway recently, saw an elderly guy getting attacked by a group of, like, young thugs. And so he said, hey, basically, guys, you know, try to stop it. And then they turned on him. And today he was interviewed, you should see, he's like bruises all over his face. He had two black eyes. They beat him up really badly. Uh, and said, okay, well, we're going to go after you basically now. Uh, you know, if you want to stop this guy, okay, let's turn it around and we're going to go after you instead. What a scary, scary, scary situation. And it makes people concerned about stepping up. It makes people concerned about what should they do and what should they not do. Obviously, if you have the ability to stop somebody, do it, I say. But obviously, you certainly don't want the gang to turn on you. And that's what happened to this Fox weatherman. It is stunning to see. And by the way, later on here in the hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be also talking about the fact that now more documents were discovered in Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. I can't believe this. You know, while he was there addressing all the mayors in Washington, D.C. at the White House, Apparently behind the scenes, even though they had told us time and time again, they found all the documents. Everything's been searched. I can't believe this. I mean, now this is like the the fifth discovery of documents that has come up. I mean, it's like how many more documents are out there? There's probably a whole bunch more. And it turns out there's ones that are all the way back to his time as a senator. He was a senator, by the way, when Nixon was a president. That's how far back. So who knows how long back these documents have been sitting there. Think about how many people could have been going through his garage 
or the other rooms, wherever these documents were stored at that same Wilmington, Delaware house. There were tons of people that were going in and out. And as a senator, he had no right to have those documents. That's the other issue. This gets really sticky. First off, as vice president, he can't declassify. So there's a whole other issue with that. But now as a senator, you're not even allowed to take the documents with you. So what was he doing with the documents, period? And it makes me wonder how many other places, every single place should be searched tonight that belongs to Joe Biden. Because you got to wonder where else are the documents strewn. And who could forget, it was just a few days ago, he had this arrogant response. Oh, don't worry about it. I got no regrets. There's nothing there. Take a listen. Remember when he was making that comment and now put it in context with what we're hearing over the weekend. Now another discovery. I mean, this is just amazing. The fact that yet more documents were easily found by the FBI in one search. And this is what Congressman Mike Turner had to say, Republican. He's on the House Oversight Committee, and he's got a new label for President Biden. And this really is one matter. We wouldn't have this issue if it hadn't been for Biden's attorney general uh, making the decision to raid former President Trump's house looking for for classified documents uh, that were being held there. Um, what's amazing about all this is it takes us to the question of why were these documents here? Well, now that we learn that some of these go back to his Senate time, you know, clearly he's, he's become a serial classified document hoarder. A serial classified document hoarder. And boy, I think uh, the verbiage fits because I'm telling you, when you sit there and you hear about his background, uh, and the fact that there are more documents strewn all over the place. This looks so bad for the president. I really do think this is the beginning of the end of his presidency. The Democrats are now jumping on it, too, and just saying this looks so irresponsible and that he should have regrets because this is serious stuff. We're going to be taking your calls later on in the hour about that as well. And also my thoughts that I think it is time for every single Biden location needs to be scoured by the feds. And I think we need to start putting these other people under oath. What was he doing with a document that he had no right to, especially back all the way to his Senate times? There are so many questions tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking again about these terrible mass shootings that are happening with clearly deranged individuals. Why are we seeing more of them across America? one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to BJ. Line two. BJ, your thoughts about this. Well this type of insanity is being allowed to happen by design. Uh when you have these mass shootings, uh there's really nothing you can do uh other than muscle up these soft targets and put uh people security on guard uh embrace themselves for this type of occurrence, especially when you have these uh you know, celebrations, these festivals and such. Uh, this is a tragedy that happened. Uh, imagine going to a place and all of a sudden some nut that you don't know, uh, that has nothing to do with you. You're there with your loved one, and all of a sudden someone opens fire in a, in a chaotic situation. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to these poor victims. But I lay this at the doorstep of all of these blue state governors, these blue state mayors, uh, they demonize people who own guns. They demonize people who want to uh, 
uh, protect themselves and exercise their Second Amendment, and they leave you uh, at each other's throats because this is because for as long as there's crisis and mayhem and chaos, they they will remain in office because they're the only ones that can solve it in their estimation because they believe they're God. And uh, it's very sad. I mean, you see what happens. You mentioned that poor weatherman that got attacked on the on the subway. You know, we have police that aren't supported. They're not supported. And there's a whole defund the police movement. And uh, there's uh, a, a, an attorney, a district attorney that doesn't let these guys that attack this weatherman. They're, they're out in the street now. To, yeah. do it, to do it again. I know. Isn't that yeah. amazing? They basically were like, well, they went home and talked to their parents, basically, because I think there were I know they were in their teens. At least a number of them were. But you're right. It's that revolving door. Um, and it, and I do think it emboldens the people and they think there's something cool about it, you know, that they did it or their friends did it and they got away with it other times, you know, and uh, it's some sort of like a power trip, too. And I just think it, it goes back to a little bit. Of this whole broken doors, you know, uh, you know, broken windows theories, if you will, that if they think they can get away with it, they kind of keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And because in some cases and in that case, you know, juveniles, um, they were able to get away with it. it it's just it is so it, it's so disconcerting. BJ, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Pete in Long Island. Uh, line seven. Pete, your thoughts. Hi. First of all, I'd like to thank you for the soapbox you lending me. Um, the gentleman who was talking about the high technology and the isolation, he's, he's pretty much spot on. But also, if there's a book that I read called Lost Boys, Why Men Kill, uh, it's enlightening. Uh, I think, honestly, there's a simple thing that I think when we were kids, we played with guns and we, um, we outgrew them. Now, nobody's gone through it where they they get a taste and they realize that, wow, this is not a safe thing. This is not meant to be as they get older. Okay. Um, That's an interesting point, by the way. And I know, I know exactly the book you're talking about, but that is an interesting point. Um, that that's sort of this psychology or, or power trip. And, and by the way, most of the mass shootings are men to your point. Um, why is that guys? Why is it more men than women? Um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, I, I'm, there's interesting theories to that. Um, Pete, thank you. Really great call. Let's go to Pat, line eight. Pat, your thoughts. Pat, are you there? Pat, call us back. We can't hear you. Let's go to Josie in Virginia, line two. Go ahead, Josie. Good evening. I, uh, I'm an older person and I know what it was like in the old days. We had things called prayer in school for one thing. And so the children were automatically trained up in the way that they're supposed to go. They also had, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, when you when you um, uh, kill somebody, <laughs> well, then you get killed. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Uh, wow, payback, I guess, now, right? We, also uh-huh. had, we had uh, we had people who were crazy, and they were kept up in an attic or something. It wasn't just that they were crazy; it's that they're getting away with doing some very very horrendous things, and they should not be allowed to do it. Well, and, and, and Josie, to do it. Josie, you know, two points. One is, is the um, I do think that people, even those who are deranged, if they understand that there are severe consequences, some of them can certainly understand it. Some of them are just so psychologically removed. They may not. But I think some do believe me. 
um, and it gets through. And they're not that crazy that they don't understand right from wrong at that moment, especially those who are planning and plotting. Like uh, you could make the case for these gunmen, especially the one that happened in Monterey Park. The guy came with tons of ammo. He planned it. He had intent. He plotted it. He's obviously a sick man, but I wouldn't call him crazy in the sense of like being able to plead insanity because he clearly had plotted it and orchestrated this. And it took a lot of uh, time and planning. Um, but you're right. You need to put the fear of God in people that if they do something, there will be consequences. The other thing is, too, is about faith and values. What about teaching values in the home? What do you think, Josie, real quick? Well, I don't know how much you can teach in the home. Guess everybody's working now. It's not just mothers at home. It's a different situation. But I do know that when people have been crazy, that's been crazy all the way back to, you know, time immemorial. And when they do something wrong and because they're crazy, doesn't matter. They get the ultimate punishment if they have done horrible things to other people. Wow, uh, Josie, an eye for an eye, Josie says. Well, when we come back, everybody, we're going to continue your calls. What do you think is attributing to all these recent mass shootings and mass killings that are sadly happening across this country? Why is it happening here? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And why are we seeing more and more of these mass shootings in America? Listen, crime is clearly really bad all over the place. Uh, violence is rising. Robberies, by the way, I was seeing this story that Chase banks are basically locking up some of their ATMs. There are 24 hour ATMs and they're locking up some of them at five and six o'clock due to crime, that there's just too much crime after hours and it's too difficult for some of the security officials. So the 24 hour days gone by, uh, looks like now they're going to be nine to five. That's a pretty bad sign of the times. The other thing, too, I was seeing in a couple of the other stores, they were locking up like the Tide. You know, think about this. Tide, Cascade, things like that. You know, toothpaste. They're locking them up in like, you know, Rite Aid stores and other stores uh, because they're too worried of them being stolen. I mean, things are just so out of control. And, of course, Very severely, these recent cases of these mass shootings that have taken place, again, another one tonight. Why are they happening? And why is it happening so frequently, do you think, in our communities across this country? Is it the recidivism? We just heard um, thoughts that maybe they need more values in their home. Maybe these people who are crazy need to know and have the fear of God in them on being you know, using that turn of phrase that they need to realize there are repercussions for their actions. What is causing all of this? 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Stan. Line eight. Uh, Stan, your thoughts about this? You know, you wake up, you get dressed, you have your breakfast, and you go to work, and you do what you got to do, and that's normal every day. You know what? 
everything that's happening is now normal. I'm not surprised. I've talked to some people. Nobody's surprised anymore. Nobody's upset anymore about it. I am. I hope you are. Are you? I hope so. But I've come to the conclusion that it's never going to stop. And I'm coming to the conclusion that it is going to be normal in this country. That this is well, it's normal every day or every other day. There's going to be massive killings, or every other two weeks. Now that thinking is crazy, but that is exactly what's happening. That it has become, it is normal now to do all of this. Why? Not, why do you think it is, Dan? Honestly, and I listen. I don't. You know, I, I don't we, believe in it. Of course, you know it's well, crazy and lunacy. But. Absolutely. No, I hear. I hear where you're going, and I don't either. Obviously, and we can't accept it. Good people can't accept this as the new norm. Um, but but why do you think it's happening, Stan? At least at such a high frequency. I was just seeing, by the way, thirty eight mass shootings in the first three weeks of twenty twenty three. I mean, that is a stunning number. Go ahead, Stan. It's horrible. It's scary. It's disgusting. But it can only get worse. You know, you know, I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat, and I'm, I believe in liberal policies. Not progressive, but I'm liberal policies. I once saw a movie a long time ago where. This was a liberal town and so forth, and it really got out of hand. And what they did was they said, ladies and gentlemen, I believe in freedom, but I'm going to take away your rights for about a year. So all of this crap stops. They took away their rights. You can't go out after a certain time, sort of like martial law. You can't go out after a certain time. If your sons or children are out, they will be either arrested or shot. Because nobody's going to be out anymore after a certain time. This has to stop. It got to be where human beings, to some extent, you know, stop being human beings. And well, well, we can't. So, I, I, we I can't don't live agree like with that, that thinking. Sam. It's madness. But I that may may come down to something like that in the future. I don't want that to happen. Uh, but I do not see this country getting better. I see it getting worse. And every, every week there'll be another three, 20 people killed. We'll just go on next to the next commercial, and what's what's going on next? Well, it's listen, terrible. Stan, I, I, I'm happy to hear uh, that you are not numb to this, nor am I. I mean, to me, I continue to be shocked, and I think good people have to care and do something. I'm glad that you feel the same way, um, because obviously we can't live like the martial law scene in the movie, uh, but we have to find a way to stop this, um, because so many innocent people, and I do think there's a lot of factors involved, at least part of it, and people have to care to try to make a difference. And and I'm glad that you do, too. Uh, Stan, thank you. Let's go to Danny. Line two. Danny, uh, go ahead. We had a little voice of reason there from Stan. Go ahead, Danny. Hi, Rita. I would like to know why we are not getting these heroes for a visit at the White House with our presidents. I don't know why that's not happening. You know, that's a great point. They should be recognized. And, and I think there should be these... Um, huge accolades for them. Like you just said, they should be like, you know, everybody should know their names and their faces and that they did these amazing things. Uh, like the one I had just talked about. This guy is so incredible. The one who stopped the shooter in Monterey Park. This Brandon say, uh, is incredible. And you're right. They should at the very least, uh, be honored at the White House, maybe have a day named after them. Um, and also these are the kind of people that I think young people also need to meet too, because these are real life heroes in our own communities that have the Without guts to stand up. Um, I agree with you. The president should be inviting them and should be saying, um, where did you get these values? What I'd like to know, too, and one of the people who called earlier, Danny, brought up that probably learned it in the home. And I, I agree. Don't you think? I think probably his parents, he had great parents and great role models or maybe great teachers 
who taught him, stand up. If you see something, say something, try to make a difference. And you're right, they should absolutely be honored. Danny, thank you. We're going to talk Biden's documents after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight, Support Our Heroes, which I love doing every night here on the show where we honor our great military and, of course, their families. A powerful story coming from Delran, New Jersey, where this council there held its public meeting of the new year. It started on January 10th. That was the first meeting that they had, and it featured a tribute to longtime township resident and Vietnam veteran Earl E. Quarter. Quarter was cited for his bravery and his service to his country, much of it during his four years in Vietnam. Now, his awards included the Bronze Star and a Purple Heart, which was earned when he lost a leg due to severe wounds sustained during his service. But that also didn't stop Quarter from helping others. The mayor there said that Quarter is also a lifelong member of two different VFW posts. He has also served with a lot of other veteran organizations in a whole bunch of different capacities, including as quartermaster and also treasurer of the New Jersey Disabled American Veterans. And how beautiful to see that he was honored during one of the council meetings this week, not just for his incredible service during Vietnam, but also for everything that he has done for fellow veterans after he left active duty. What a great, great story. And I love always doing our Support Our Heroes segment, honoring our great, great heroes among us. Well, we are talking about the fact that now there are yet more documents discovered. And this is really stunning. Now we have yet another discovery of classified documents found in Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. This is amazing. Just last Friday, while President Biden was there at the White House with all the different mayors talking about, you know, security and a whole bunch of different stuff. Well, guess what's going on at the same time? The FBI was doing a consensual because apparently it was agreed to. They knew that they were going to be doing it. They asked if they could go. And the Biden White House said, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. So to their credit, that's a good thing. At least they allowed it. But what the heck is going on? So the FBI goes there. And very quickly, they find six more classified documents, not just dated to his time as vice president, but now going all the way back to when he was senator. Remember, he got into the White House with Barack Obama. We're talking 2008. So he goes back in in 2008. That's when he's in the White House. So those documents from his time as senator could be any time before that. It's 2023. Think about how long those documents have probably been in his house or somewhere else. And think about how many people could have had access to those documents. And first of all, what the heck was he doing with documents tied to his time as senator? Senators don't have the ability to be able to have documents, top classified documents, home with them. I mean, this is insane. There are documents, it seems like, strewn all over the eastern seaboard. 
Is there any place that Biden hasn't left classified documents? I mean, this is amazing. And he keeps saying over and over again in the White House does, oh, the search is complete. We've done a comprehensive search. He takes classified documents seriously. Really? Now we found at least five times where documents have been suddenly discovered. I mean, this is amazing. The FBI should immediately search every location that Joe Biden is associated with. There should be no delay. What are they waiting for? He is clearly a classified document rich environment. They need to search every location immediately. Who knows how many more other documents are out there? And have they done an assessment to see what are the documents? Why were they there? Who could have come in contact with them? Uh, is there a reason why he had those documents? I mean, over and over again, we are seeing such a repeated pattern. This is unbelievable to me. The FBI needs to get in there right away, scour all those locations. And I'm talking any place that Joe Biden could have been hanging out. Joe Biden was there for like more than like a few hours. They probably need to check it. So I would go right to the Carvel ice cream store because there's probably going to be a whole bunch there based on his history. I mean, this is just insane. So what are your thoughts tonight about this? To me, this is just so reckless. It is so scary. And boy, has he put our national security just in such a haphazard way and such a disrespectful way that documents continue to be discovered after they claim he takes things seriously. This looks so bad for this president and just so bad for America, too. And who knows, again, who's touched these documents? Were they sitting next to his beloved Corvette? It's almost like a joke. Like when I heard that on Saturday, that more documents have been discovered on Friday, I thought, well, no, 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 that's got to be a typo. There's just no way. But sure enough, they did. And I bet you there's a whole bunch more where that came from. But who could forget Biden when he was asked not that long ago, defiant, belligerent. And here's what he had to say. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating and looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Well, things are so bad now that Democrats are starting to pile on President Biden. And listen to Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, he was on the Sunday shows this weekend, and he said, guess what? Biden is in a whole heck of a lot of trouble. And the fact that he said there's no there, there are no regrets, he says that is preposterous. Take a listen. Oh, I think he should have a lot of regrets. Yeah. I I would think that. I said, whoever's responsible, I mean, if I hold people accountable, and I use whether it be my chief of staff or my my staff, that we're doing this, and I'm looking at, then I'm going to hold someone accountable. But basically, the buck stops with me. There has to be a lot of regrets. That's from Joe Biden, and the buck stops with Biden. You heard him say it. And here is Tim Kaine, another Democrat, who says this is really suspicious because, again, these documents date all the way back to when he was a senator. Again, he's been a senator since Nixon. So you can imagine how many people have touched that. I mean, that's a long time. What if he got the documents back then? That's decades Think about how many uh, Hunter's girlfriends could have been uh, looking through those documents. That's a lot of girlfriends, so to, so to speak, if you want to call them girlfriends. But anyway, here is Senator Tim Kaine, a Democrat, 
diehard Democrat, and he was stunned that Biden, as senator, clearly took some documents. Take a listen. Senator, yesterday for the fifth time, we learned about this other tranche of classified information being kept at the president's um, personal uh, residence. How does a senator accidentally take classified material home? Um, Margaret, I I don't really know the answer to that question um, because I, I review classified material as a senator on the Armed Services and Foreign Relations Committees, but always in a classified facility where I don't have access to uh, the materials other than to sit there and read them. So that's why there needs to be this independent investigation and independent prosecutor. How many documents are we talking about? Dozens, a handful or hundreds. Um, How serious are they? Um, Why were they taken? Did anyone have access to them? Lots of questions tonight. And listen to how Kellyanne Conway, of course, who was the campaign manager for President Trump, uh, how she described the fact that these documents date back to Joe's time as the Senate when he never should have had documents outside of a secure location to begin with. These are documents from when he was in the United States Senate. Obama and Biden won in 2008. Folks, it's 2023. Who has had access to these documents? Did the Goodwill donation bags next to the documents also have documents in them as they were carted out in the last 14 or 15 years? Yeah, so many questions tonight. Right, were they just kind of hanging out there next to the beloved Corvette? Where were they? We don't even know exactly where they were found at the house. And why has he had that Rehoboth Beach House not investigated right away? I think, why are the feds not going in with the guns blazing like they were doing with Trump? I mean, Trump, it was all in that location there in Mar-a-Lago, and there was Secret Service there. Here we're funny how, like, documents are strewn all over the place. I mean, what is he doing? Is he, like, using them for, like, wallpaper, for decoration? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I contend tonight President Biden is done. There is no way that he has any moral authority in terms of this case and for him to criticize President Trump and to sit there and act like, oh, no regrets. Meanwhile, he has had national security documents strewn all over the place. This is an utter embarrassment. And he has really put national security in jeopardy and doesn't seem to care. That's what's outrageous. And it's so bad that even now Democrats are just saying how stunned and disgusted because it's so bad. It's so obvious. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Rick on line two. Rick, your thoughts about this? uh, Like It's like he is a serial document hoarder, according to uh, Congressman Mike Turner. Go ahead, Rick. Thanks for taking my call, lovely Rita. I stopped calling you beautiful Rita every phone call because I thought it might be getting a little creepy. (laughs) <laughs> That's only if Stan says it, but go ahead. So um, more documents have been found again. This time they were next to a pink Corvette in Hunter Biden's daughter's Barbie's dream house. <laughs> and now the FBI is trying to get a warrant to go to uh, Barbie's Malibu beach house and search that one. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of locations that Joe may have been, Rick, you know? I mean, I'm laughing. But you know what's funny? You know, the sad thing is, and you talk about, like, you know, you talk about Hunter and you talk about, I mean, you just can't make this up. It's like Hunter hangs out at that house. 
Now it's found again at that house. There's at least been, what is it, like three, four discoveries at that house. You know, it's like, I mean, how many more discoveries do you need in a single house that Hunter Biden's hanging out with? I, I mean, this is just it's it's actually frightening in so many ways. And and uh, I suggest any location that is tied to Biden in any shape or form needs to be searched. It's like, how could you have documents from years ago as a senator? I mean, it's like it, it, this guy's either clueless or he is like, uh, you know, like selling national secrets. I mean, it's just it, why would you have so many of these documents just kind of hanging around? It's bizarre, Rick. Slice open those mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Who knows? That may be stuff with national security documents. Rick, thank you. What, oh, go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to cut you off. He, I wonder what he's using for kindling in the fireplace. No, nah, who knows? Right now, I, I'm sure he uh, wishes that he was doing that because right now it is so bad. And they keep saying, oh, yeah, we're finished with the search. We're finished with the search. I mean, and now that they have a special counsel appointed, this is going to get, I think, really ugly, by the way, Rick. I mean, you know, and he claims that, oh, I didn't know anything about it. That's almost in in many ways, it's almost more scary that he would have no comprehension or or no appreciation. And as if he thinks that that's a reason to excuse this like abominable behavior. You're the president of the United States. You are the commander in chief and you have documents strewn all over the place. Uh, I mean, this is just this is outrageous. Let's go to Dave. Line one. Dave, your thoughts from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. I, I'll be a little more of a contrarian. Um, you know, I think that um, my concern is that these documents are getting so much attention, it's distracting from the real failures of this administration. And I think it's purposely being done, orchestrated. Who's Who started this anyway? Joe Biden's lawyers. Um, and there's a reason for it. And it's that a corrupt, we have a corrupt justice system. And this is what the Democrats, the Democratic puppet masters want to distract away from the 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 failures of this administration from their so agenda. Let me ask you, Dave. Do you believe this is a created uh, by the Democrats? As some people do, just to get rid of Joe. What do you think? Of, of course, it, I think yes, absolutely. Because they rather have Joe taken out in an innocuous, non-emotional issue. You're not going to tug on anybody's heartstrings because Joe Biden mismanaged documents okay but you will tug on hard strings of people and and the electorate if there's testimony about families who've lost their loved ones to you know fentanyl poisonings or being violated by criminals that were coming here that shouldn't have been in our country in the first place or you show exploitation what happened to children at the border or all the and how the and, and, and exploit how the, the justice system has been corrupted to enable biden to get away with all this criminal behavior. No, that's it, Dave. By the way, Dave, that's an interesting point, right? Because there are so many mistakes uh, on so many levels, and he has just been a disaster. And you're right, in a way, to put it on him and and Hunter. Uh, we'll see where this goes. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Unbelievable. More documents found in Biden's Wilmington home. By the way, there is word that the FBI may now search his Rehoboth home, which is more sort of like the vacation home. But he spent a lot of time there, too. 
And I insist that they should look at all locations tied to Joe Biden where he has spent time because it is stunning that now we are finding more documents found and some of them dating back to his time as senator. I mean, I I still don't understand. What was the FBI doing? What have they been doing this whole time? The first documents, according to Biden's own attorneys, were found November 2nd. The DOJ learned about them uh, November 4th. We didn't find out anything prior to the election. Took them about two months to basically say anything to the public. And now they're finally kind of like tiptoeing through the tulips and doing searches in one of the homes. Get off your butts and start searching every location. It was like a national security five, you know, five, you know, five alarm fire when everything happened with Trump. And yet they seem to be lollygagging around when it comes to President Biden. But the facts are the facts. And this looks absolutely terrible for President Biden. So much so the fact that there's a new discovery and again, documents he never should have had a senator. You're not allowed to leave a location with a classified document as senator. This looks so bad that even his fellow Democratic senators are saying this is terrible. Take a listen to Senator Dick Durbin, one of the, like, diehard liberals, and clearly he's gunning also for Biden tonight. Let's be honest about it. Uh, When that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of any person who is in possession of it because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, Whether it was the fault of a staffer or an attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. One thousand percent. And that's a nice way to say Biden is to blame. The Democrats are definitely going now on the pylon on Biden. You know, it's bad when that's happening. And I'll be surprised if he's going to run again or if he is. He is definitely going to be primaried in every shape or form. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Charles. Line six. Charles, your thoughts. Good evening, uh, Reed Cosby. How Hi, are Charles. You? How are you, Charles? What do you think? Well, I think, remember me the last time from that celebrity that I talked to you about? I'm not sure, Charles, but go ahead. We got don't have a lot of time. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I know where all those documents are. Which documents? Well, the documents that you're talking about at his beach house next. Oh yeah, and where where in the beach house? In the sand pile or uh, where underneath yeah. the uh, the chair or where? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, in the sand pile, in the sand pile, maybe under it. By the way, Charles, I would not doubt any shape or form. They're probably everywhere. I'm with you. I am with you. Oh, let's go to Pete. Pete in New Hampshire. Pete, your thoughts? Yeah, hi Rita. Thank you for taking my call. Love you. Love your show. And you know I love you too, Pete. You're a great veteran, so thank you for calling. What do you make of this? This is abominable. You think about how much, as a veteran, national security? I mean, talk about a national security disaster with this guy. Well, you know, uh, you know, I can remember I was first married when I came home in 71 from overseas by duty, uh, by service to the country, Rita. Uh, I got married. And Biden went in as a junior senator in 1972, Rita, and guess what happened? We got hit with inflation, and then came the oil embargo in 73. This guy has always been in a dark cloud, the pattern. If you follow his career, this guy is nothing but corrupt. He's a money-gripping slob. And it's high time. And you know, you know, Rita, 
This man should be impeached, but no one in D.C. in the Beltway has the guts and the fortitude to bring this clown to justice. Well, who knows? This may change it, Pete, because, boy, things are looking pretty bad for him. Uh, there is no question about that. Let's go to Eric. Uh, line eight, Pete made some great points. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, he did make some great points. And you said, Rita, it's frightening. My question is, there seems, there seems to be some, there was some question as to, and I don't know why this question, about visitors' logs and whether they were kept. I mean, how is, how do you have a Secret Service detail? You're an ex-vice president and you don't, you don't have visitors' logs? I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand. I well, don't understand well, by the way, why now it turns out, that's a great, I'm glad you asked that, Eric, because now there's words that there is a database, at least of some people who came in. And he only had Secret Service for a little bit of time because as vice president, you only get it for, I think it's like six months afterwards. So there definitely was a lag before he became president uh, where he didn't have Secret Service. But they say they have some sort of records. And James Comer with the Oversight Committee said he wants them right away. The problem is we may not be able, you can't go all the way back to uh, 1971, as you just heard so eloquently from Pete. Boy, there's a lot of digging to be had. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.